Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Cinematic Schematic, the official podcast of Cinematropolis.com. I'm your host, Caleb Masters, and I'm so thrilled to be back at Dead Center again with you for another interview. Uh, this is for a project that, when looking at the, the, the schedule, really caught my eye. and I, I was so curious. I wanted to um, sit down with uh, the, the filmmaker behind it. So the, the, the short film that we're going to be talking about today is called Black Title Here. You. Yo, call time is 7 a.m., my dude. It's 6.45, we're gonna be late. Where are you? Hello? Yo. Can you be up in time for the cable guy? They said between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. I think I found your problem. You're not gonna wanna have food by the modem. Sorry. Hey, why aren't you on set? What's up? Exactly. Same reason you don't fuck with them, though. Whoa, hold on. I'm off today, dog. So Black Title here introduces James on his day off from work. And unfortunately, James's being off from work is not the only thing that is off on that day. His uh, current girlfriend, Shalom, and his, the girl he moved into L.A. with, uh, Nastali, are both in need of him as he tries to find his way before he loses it all. This is a short film, which you can view virtually on the Dead Center uh, website. Those of you who have a, a pass, or if you want to go ahead and pay the individual ticket price of $10, um, this is actually available starting right now um, until it looks like 11.45 p.m. on June 21st. So you've got yourself a good week plus um, to check out this short film, Black Title, here. I am so thrilled to be joined by the writer, director, producer, uh, Sev Demi. Sev, welcome to the yeah. Cinematic Schematic Podcast. Hey, what's up, man? Thank you so much for having me. Full disclosure, haven't seen the film yet. It just really caught my eye. I was looking at some of the shorts that stood out, and I wanted to, to get your insight because it, it definitely gave me some of those Atlanta vibes. I'm a big fan of, of that show on FX. Mm -hmm. um, so to break the ice today, uh, can you tell me a little bit more about your inspiration to tell this particular story? Um, like when you sat, sat down to write the script, maybe, what were maybe some of the primary influences for both the character and the story? Um, okay, well, let's see, it's, it evolved, you know, I had made some shorts in the past and this, I wanted to try to tell a simple story and um, originally it was just gonna, like the beginning of the film, which kind of opens with uh, James getting these phone calls that wake him up and start his day. That was the original idea and then it just kind of evolved and evolved and uh, eventually he got out of bed <laughs> and I ended up telling a bigger story. But James himself, you know, I guess they say, write what you know. Um, I'm definitely not James, but I am a guy that transplanted to Los Angeles and got involved in the, in the business. So he's a production assistant, a PA, um, that feels a little more qualified than what he's doing. And he's kind of at that point where he's trying to redefine himself. And um, yeah, so that was the inspiration. A little bit of me and uh, a little bit of what I see going on in the city around me production assistant on a, on a film set that seems like a lot of people you know when they move out to LA kind of like they start moving up the ladder was that like a did you find like that was a pretty fun angle to kind of get some inside uh kind of meta maybe like I don't want to say like like critiquing like the the like the, the like the film industry but more about like kind of poking fun at kind of the ins and outs of um you know working on film sets yeah yeah I mean in it in this in the film um okay so in television and film uh at least in California, you're supposed to work six days. And then if you get your seventh day, it's like overtime. And especially for PAs, usually you can't get that seventh day. It's like a big deal because you get paid more, you know? Mm -hmm. So in the film, that's just kind of like some of the inside talk because 
the reason why James is off work is it would he it would be his seventh day. And so him and his friends are just kind of like going back and forth and he thinks he lost his job because you're like day playing and you never, you have a lot of like, uh, or let me, let me say like this, a lack of job security as a PA on a film sometimes too. So um, yeah, just kind of knowing that experience and how uneasy you feel sometimes about it all. Um, I drew from that. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of that, like, um, probably instability um, seems like a really, I, I mean, exciting, interesting time of life. And so, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so tell me, how long have you, uh, and uh, we don't have to get too in the weeds here, but just curious, how long have you been working, you know, film sets in LA? I've been working in, in the business now a little over 10 years. Yeah, and I do a lot of television, a lot of reality television. So it's a little different than film, but uh, it's, it's wild. Right, right, right. Film adjacent. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah for sure, for sure. <laughs> so uh, speaking on the, the television angle, this was really plays like a pilot for a larger series. I think you actually even have it listed that way um, on the Dead Center description, even though it also plays very well as a short film. So how did you go about creating this pilot that works as its own store, but also really sets you up for a long-term series? Um, you know, in the writing, I guess I would say that I knew, I mean, I guess one of the main differences I mean, anybody would say is I knew I didn't have to make a character that kind of like had a button at the end. I didn't have to like figure out a destination per se as more just kind of start the journey. So with James and um, writing this, I kind of wanted to introduce him, uh, but leave a lot of things unbuttoned. So you would kind of wonder and give him room to grow. Um, and then at the same time, because I had made shorts in the past, I tend to make the long short, like I'm not really like the, five minute, six minute film guy. I do like the 12, 15, 20 minute. And um, so I just was like, why don't I just go for it and just make like a TV pilot instead of kind of trapping myself in just a short that maybe could turn into a feature or it's just kind of like the end of the road with the story. So that's kind of why, how I went into it. Right. Kind of like making what you know, because you, with the television background, it sounds like you kind of like have workshop that, that style. Um, and um, mm -hmm. so tell, actually maybe for our listeners out there who might not be as, uh, knowledgeable about like maybe the difference between um, like a short film and uh, this more, I would say like long short film or pilot. Like what, what are some of the limitations you see in the, some of the shorter short films? Um, I mean, this is no shot to anybody, but sometimes what you see in like the three minute film, the five minute film, even as long as like an eight minute film, it's, it's kind of like a punchline. Sometimes we have like the punchline short where you're watching to kind of get the end of the joke you know, almost like a really long commercial. And they're good. I mean, I've seen some that are excellent. Um, and then you also have the short um, that, it, that really wants to be a feature. So it's almost like they just kind of like shoot a couple scenes from their bigger idea. And it's like a, uh, like a teaser of something that they're trying to sell as well. Um, and then a pilot, obviously, like I said before, um, you're writing in a, in a sense of kind of like beginning the world and starting the world and knowing that your, your characters can evolve and and even if they solve problems, there's new ones that have to start again. So you just kind of go in it a little differently. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I am not going to get too much into hypotheticals here because, um, yeah. I, but I'm kind of curious, like when thinking about like television series, it, are you seeing yourself in more like an episodic, like kind of case of the week style, or is this something you're, you're looking at more, being a little more serialized in terms of episode to episode? No, I would want to do this like a serialized, you know, serialized TV show. Um, I could see this, hanging out there with the I mean people have told me it's like a mix of insecure in Atlanta I guess you would you know if you kind of wet your palate in that world at all um, I would say you would recognize this um, hanging out there you know right 
Very cool. Now, uh, you mentioned those two um, in particular, and you and I were talking before we hopped on this recording about Atlanta, and I was like, yeah, this is, this is, that's a perfect fit. Were, were there any other particular uh, influences on Black Title here? Uh, specific influences? Uh, I'm sure there's a ton. Um, well, I drew from, th there's dreams in the film. So basically the film opens up where uh, our main character, James, is, is asleep. And um, he has these two dreams and people call and wake him up and that's how his day starts. But uh, the dreams were kind of like um, drawn from quotes that I had heard. And I really tried to actually just visualize quotes. Um, and so one was from a filmmaker uh, named Arthur Jaffa. And then the other one is uh, from a book by like an economic, uh, or I'm sorry, an economist. I can't even remember his name uh, so well, something anyway. But, um, but that was like the challenge. Instead of like taking like the idea of something I've seen already, let me try to visualize something I've read. So uh, yeah. That's very cool. And uh, one thing I have, uh, I did notice, um, even not seeing the film and, and sort of the trailer you put out there, there's a lot of the, the text bubbles um, and this is actually like a technique that we've seen catch on a lot more in the last, you know, five or six years. Uh, so when implementing those, firstly, I think that's a really great technique, really great way to kind of communicate, especially like what people are texting on their phones. Yeah. We're all, you know, we're all so plugged in yeah. these days. Um, how did you decide when did, when to utilize that and when to shy away from it to kind of actually write it into the visual of the narrative? Right, right. You know, it's, it's hard because I wanted to try to make it feel, you know, feel real. And nowadays, this is the life we all live. You know, few people go before noon without getting 10 text messages from somebody, you know. And, um, and so I just was trying to figure out how much can I, can I use it? And I know you have to use it as information. You're trying to, like, reveal what your character is thinking and knowing at the same time. Um, so I tried to weave it into part of the story. And so the texting is actually, like, his ex-girlfriend kind of threatening him saying I'm on my way um, so I tried to balance it as a way so you would you're not just reading you're actually getting information at the same time right but, but like you're utilizing at very specific moments they're gonna get that same sort of reaction when you open a text message or you get that like a little like like the the the, the, the ping in your text you're like oh my gosh yeah. text message yeah yeah, yeah, for sure. There's some there's some funny ones in there, the timing of them all, you know, for sure. And then, you know, the toughest part is you write that into your script and you're like, okay, I think it's funny or it's going to work or this or that. But then, you know, once you shoot it, you realize, oh, I don't want to cover up half of my shot with this text message. You know, that's actually, as a filmmaker, like one of the problems that happen. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like you, you're imagining it when you're writing the script, but you kind of have to like adjust you know, when they're in actual production, like what it, and I'm kind of curious, what does that process look like? Like, I mean, how do you, how do you go about, do you have to like rewrite on the set? Is it something that um, you do on the, like literally on the fly or is it something that you look at in post? I mean, like what, yeah, what does it look like? It's definitely a post thing. Like once you get to post, you're like, okay, obviously these are the moments when the text messages are supposed to pop up on the screen and he, your character's reacting to it. Sometimes you realize you kind of need to hold the frame longer or, um, you might have to resize something so you can fit the text and you know you kind of realize you're asking people to read and watch at the same time so um, your framing and your timing just has to change and sometimes you don't account for that in the writing process. 
Well, I, of course, uh, this is, film is now playing at the Dead Center Film Festival. Uh, so listeners out there, uh, check out the film. You can find it over on the Dead Center website. Tickets are available now, $10 individually, or if you're a pass holder, you should have unlimited access to this film. So I do highly recommend you check it out. It sounds like um, a nice little comedy kind of mix up in between feature films. Uh, and of course, this runs until June 21st at 11.45 p.m. Central Time. So check that out. Uh, now... For listeners uh, out there, I want to reiterate, too, Dead Center being virtual this year, people can watch from anywhere. That said, uh, Sev, if uh, maybe, say, listeners are catching this later after the film festival is wrapped up, where else can listeners anticipate seeing the film? Um, it's actually going to be in the Palm Springs Short Fest as well. Um, that's in June. So I don't know the exact dates I'll be running the whole time because it's going to be online as well. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but if you miss it in Dead Fest, which I hope you do see it in that festival, um, there are other ways to see it. And, um, you know, hopefully it'll become a TV show. But if it doesn't, it'll end up online. And, you know, just Google me or Google the title and you'll be able to check it out. Absolutely. And uh, do you have any social media pages that maybe um, some of our listeners could, could yeah. follow? For sure, for sure. Uh, please follow me at, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. I think those are my main ones. Um, I'm, I'm Sev Demi on every, every social media site. So S-E-V-D-E-M-Y. Fantastic. Uh, well, Sev, we really appreciate you taking some time out of your day today. Before I go, um, is there anything else you would like to add for listeners today? Um, I guess I would just say, Black Title here, I guess I would just say um, it's – it's more than it meets the eye. You know, we kind of sometimes we see posters or trailers and we're like, oh, I think I know what that's about or whatever. Um, beyond the story, I, I definitely try to make my films visually appealing. So I think if you just want something interesting and layered to kind of like get into, definitely give Black Title here a watch because um, it's, it's, it's more than you think it is. All right, very cool. Um, well, absolutely, highly recommend you check that out. I, again, as you um, Seth mentioned, available um, Dead Center. It's available at uh, other film festivals, uh, and you can follow on social media for more information. I want to remind everyone, of course, you can find more of our Dead Center coverage, including the more podcast interviews like we have with, here with Seth today, and as well as written reviews over at thecinematropolis.com. As part of all of our Dead Center 2020 uh, film festival coverage, you can check that out there. Um, or you can find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash cinematropolis on Twitter at Cinematrop. Thanks so much, everyone. Uh, We'll catch you again next time.